the why and the how, and what to do now. Hey, what's up everyone? It's Drew and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better. And in today's episode, I want to answer a couple of questions. I want to talk about the why. I want to talk about the how. And I want to talk about what to do now, okay? If you've been paying attention for any amount of time, um, you're catching this right on the heels of the last episode where I was talking about emotions and logic in the face of fear. How do you have the appropriate level of logic to make clear, level-headed, thought-based decisions using your best intellect if you're in a highly emotional state? And if that emotional state is driven by an external fear, you've got to be careful. You've got to guard your mind. And so when you talk about emotions and logic, it logically leads into these two questions. I'm going to help you put them together right now. The why And the how are essentially how the two come together. Okay. I want to tell you a couple of stories, a couple of experiences. Maybe you guys can relate. If you're all adults listening to this, at some point, someone at some time has disappointed you in life. Maybe it was a friend of yours that let you down. They were supposed to meet you somewhere and they they stood you up, right? Um, they were supposed to give you a ride somewhere and you had to walk. You know, maybe it was a relationship. You were, you were dating someone and things went south, you know, unexpectedly. And so in these in these highly emotional states or maybe two of your friends get in a fight or something, you, you're cho- forced to pick sides. And a lot of times you can get caught up in the intensity of that person to person situation. Like, why did this happen? I just, I don't understand. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Why would this person do that to me? Why did that person do that to someone else? Why did these events take place? Why did the sun rise in the East, right? We can sometimes get ourselves bogged down on questions that the the answer may not be worth trying to seek out. I mean, I threw that last one in to kind of joke around, but why does the sun rise in the east? Do you ever really stop and think about it? And of course, you're getting down into the science of the, you know, the, the rotation of the, the earth and around the sun. I mean, you get what I'm saying here. You don't necessarily need to go down that rabbit hole trying to figure out all that. It's just part of the setup and the way the world is set up. And if you can accept some of that, you can go on and have a good day. And what I've found from any of these experiences, right? I mean, think of other instances where, you know, through childhood, you might have something that that really threw you off. Maybe, um, you know, maybe you, you, somebody else got picked ahead of you on a on a sports team, right? And, and it made you feel really bad. Like, wait a minute, you know, I'm a better athlete than that kid and I'm taller than them. And it's like, yeah, but you know, maybe you don't shoot the ball very well or and you foul people too much. I mean, it could be, it could be anything. And so when you think about all of these instances that people have in, in their childhood, um, as they're growing up in their developmental stages in particular, where we can be thrown off by an unexpected event, be thrown off by an undesirable experience. And in our quest, no different than like putting your hand in the fire, like, whoa, 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 why did I burn off all the hair on my arm? Yeah, because you stuck it in the fire, right? And and you have to kind of figure out how to move forward because if you, if you just stare and stay stuck in that injury and that pain, the question why in this instance is keeping you stuck 
in an emotional state. You're not letting go of the past. I had a situation recently. I was having a discussion with my wife. Our, our conversation was was similar to this topic, and was saying, you know, you know, people have to recognize when they're going through life that they're always moving forward. We're always moving forward, whether we like it or not. We're moving forward in time, right? We're constantly moving forward. But if you're looking backwards, you know, over the past events from, you know, like a state of regret or from a standpoint of mentally remaining stuck in a period of time, um, in a set of experiences, in a situation, in a mindset, right, that might not be serving you or, or really worth it to remain. Um, and so, you know, you can really look to the future, you can look to the past. Um, and, and I think it was very relevant and, and applicable here. If we want to move forward, we must focus on how do we move forward. If we want to stay in the past, you know, okay, there may be some, some basic understanding. So it's like, okay, if you, you know, walk out into traffic, <laughs> you might want to figure out, yeah, okay, what, what's going on here? Let me, let me understand the, the game we're playing. But what it really boils down to is the fact that if we can have a shift, if we can allow ourselves a shift to step back from the emotion and change the way that we are focusing on facts that may uh, have transpired, um, facts that you're dealing with. It, it's all about what your focus is on a set of facts. And if your your focus is faith-based, if you have faith in an outcome, you are just going to generate more positive energy, right? That's going to be a positive resonating frequency going on <laughs> inside you, right? That's going to resonate in your heart. Like anticipation is going to build up. And next thing you know, you're going to feel powerful, right? So it's faith to anticipation, to power. But on the flip side, if you take those same facts, same data points, same information, and you have fear, then the fear is going to also generate a certain something inside of you. It's typically referred to as anxiety. And that anxiety is going to act like a paralysis. It's going to have a paralyzing effect when you go to take action. You know, action is one of the things that, that can cure fear, right? Just moving forward, moving forward, even if you don't know how, right? You're moving in a more logical state. You, you're saying, okay, I must progress. I must proceed. Let's go. Let's do this. Come on. And so what my experience has been is I found that in instances where we can essentially separate ourselves from a set of feelings, we become a lot more empowered to take action because you can almost read, you can read data points on paper like you're reading, like reading out of a book or reading a newspaper, right? You could be reading, uh, you could be reading about somebody else. And I can even think back to, uh, times when I was, you know, a teenager. Um, and, you know, as a teenager, you have all kinds of, you know, emotions. Um, you know, you got a lot of experiences going on where um, sometimes you feel there's creative ways you need to outlet. And for me, I actually found that journaling was very productive, right? 
Um, you're going through new experiences. You, you got a variety of different friends and influences and you're dating. And so, you know, you, you got sports and academics and you're, you're balancing high school life and, and all sorts of things, you know, um, as a high schooler might be able to relate to. And I found it very peaceful. Little did I know at the time it was though my brain was you know, kind of bleeding through the pen, so to speak. And being able to just leak that thought out onto the pages made it essentially external. Uh, because a lot of times it, when you find that you communicate with the world through the pen, uh, when, you, when you're capturing your thoughts via text and script and scribing, um, it's almost a connection that happens. You know, you can almost let the feelings flow onto paper. And so uh, being able to have a positive outlet for emotions because it's, it's easy to say, you know, you need to be more logical uh, to be able to think clearly as opposed to just relying on emotions and then watch out for those emotions without understanding that, okay, well, if you find yourself in a highly emotional state, what is the protocol to get a little bit more of that state control? And that protocol for the state control needs to be some sort of mechanism that's positive in being able to release that emotion, right? Uh, a lot of times people can find that, you know, getting, getting their heart rate up, release some endorphins, uh, get a nice positive rush, help offset that cortisol, that stress hormone, right? And get some, get some feel good running through the body from the, ex, from the exercise. So that can be one positive way, but there's also other ways that are sometimes chosen that are not so positive. You know, there's, there's really negative ways that you can elect uh, to take emotionally volatile situations and just pour gasoline all over them. Um, and I think that that is something that is born from being stuck on the why in that emotional state and in the past and not shifting and transitioning into the how. I mean... It's one of those things where I can even think of situations that, you know, as, as adults, we've all experienced uh, either personally or through someone we've known uh, where there might be an instance where even high emotional states and, and alcohol were involved. And that mix, whew, it can be like a Molotov cocktail, right? There can be, you know, certainly happy times and happy hours, but then there's, you know, the other side of that coin, uh, and many of you out there may know what I'm talking about. Uh, but when you when you can learn to have that positive separation of yourself from your emotions, even just to take that time out and get that release, that positive, uh, that let go of those feelings, that's going to give you that moment, that time to pause and take a breath, get some fresh air, literally and figuratively speaking, and really be able to assess, allow our emotional IQ and uh, our maturity, uh, just kind of step back and look at the big picture of things and, and not, not, not get too lost in the sauce of what's going on in any given moment uh, and keep your feet on the ground and be able to think through who you are and find peace and knowing that uh, you are a person of sound mind and body they can think clearly and has your best interests in mind and you know how to uh, be able to navigate and self-manage yourself uh, 
to get a positive situation, a positive end result that you're looking for um, versus being in a situation where you feel like you're drifting um, from one you know, situation to the next. Um, because a lot of times when we make decisions emotionally, um, they, can lead to, they can lead to a chain reaction. Uh, they can lead to uh, some pretty negative um, consequences. I mean, we can all think of think of times where uh, we've seen someone behave rather emotionally, and you wonder why they did that. I mean, I've got you know three kids under the age of under the age of ten. I've seen instances where you know uh, uh, interaction with my four year old goes sideways, and not only does he not you know clean up his mess, he you know slams a door or the way out and kicks a toy or something and then <laughs> hurts his foot kicking the toy. Then he's screaming. And he's mad because he's mad at himself. He hurt his foot. He's mad because he got in trouble. I mean, and it just goes downhill. It's just this emotional spiral to uh, a really bad place. But, you know, at the end of the day, aren't, aren't children, if not a reflection of us, just little versions of us running around and uh, experiencing everything with these intense emotions that they don't know how to manage. And a lot of times they don't know why. Even little kids, you ask them why the next day, why they behaved poorly in public when they you know, didn't get that thing they wanted. They don't know. They were in a high emotional state. They couldn't think clearly, right? They were too tired. They had too many sweets. They were feeling a certain way. And we have to recognize that we as adults, in many ways, are just, uh, <laughs> are just childlike creatures with a little bit more experience behind us. And that's the truth of the matter. And so as I'd like to transition and shift the focus to really the the right-hand side, uh, which is the desired outcome, the how, we talked about the why and the how and what to do now. Well, the how really is that logic, that how is being able to assess things and look at and separate yourselves from situations that create that volatility in your own thinking process. I mean... We all can influence or be influenced. And so in instances where you find yourself constantly doing things or making decisions or thinking in ways that aren't harmonious with what you know to be true to your core, then we have to, we have to question ourselves. You know, what are the what's going on with the information I'm receiving? What's going on with the people I'm around? Is it's is, are the situations I'm creating for myself really helping me um get to where I want to go. Because if they're not, we need to step back and stop and assess. If not, why not, right? Because uh, in certain times, you don't have to sacrifice love. Um, you, you just love them from, you're just loving from, you know, a different category, a different space, really. Um, and being able to uh, do that in a way that's uh, allowing you to grow in your best way possible. And sometimes that's on your own journey, running your own race, staying in your own lane for a little while. So um, the why and the how. Now, what you can do now is even though the why you've shaken off, the how you get the concept, but it feels murky. The what to do now is just move. Do not get stuck. Do not be frozen in whatever you're doing, because those are the instances where our thoughts fester, the chatter builds up. Once we're not making progress or taking some sort of action towards our goals, 
that's when we start to let the, the questions rise, the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt. And that's what we want to keep at bay. You find out that even if you don't get your best workouts in, but you go to the gym day after day after day, you're feeling better about yourself just by way of the fact that you're going, even if you're going and, and, and not all the way into it each day. You ever notice how that works, right? Even if you just go and show up like, oh, well, I just got to check the box. You know, that might mess around and turn into one of your best workouts because once you get into that, in, into the movement, the action <laughs> determines the mood. The mood shouldn't determine the action, right? You work out, then you feel good. If you wait to feel good to decide to work out, what if you don't feel good that day? So you're just not going to work out. That's usually how it goes. But if you work out, you will feel good. Assuming you do it the right way and you know what you're doing. Okay. So taking that action is the most important thing. And if you have questions, the idea being that if you surround yourself with positive, like-minded people and take those questions or just be willing to find those trusted ones you communicate well with, you can share those experiences. That's going to give you an opportunity uh, to ask some of those questions that are more of that how focus. When you ask questions that start with the word how, you're forcing your brain to turn on. We are natural problem solvers. How do I get through this? You know, and I mean, asking it with intent, like really asking, how do I get through this as opposed to like, how do I get through this? It's all where you put the emphasis in the sentence. So, you know, how do I get through this? How do I level up? How do I become stronger? How do I become a better man? How do I, you know, become a better parent? How to become a better friend? How do I become the best me that I'm able to become? How do I reach that full potential? How do I make today a great day? How do I make today better than yesterday? How can I help someone else grow? How can I help someone else see the strength and the love and the light that they are in the world, right? How can I make the world a better place? How, you know, again, you just keep asking yourself the questions that yield and have baked in them what you want. We are what we repeatedly think about. That's why they say success is a habit. You constantly think about it. You, you begin to manifest uh, certain things in the universe, right? Be, do, have. Be healthy. Do healthy things. Have health. It's that simple. That's how. You just move. You just take action. You get after it. I don't know how much more I, I could put into it from that. But that's something I thought I'd, I'd really kind of break down. It's a different angle of coming at it. But if you can learn to observe the connections between the emotions and the logic, the why and the how, you'll be able to navigate so many more situations that you deal with in your life, in your personal life, in your professional life, right? You're just going to be able to evaluate certain experiences with a little bit more authority and clarity and clarity really does uh, help just just clear the path so you can really punch it and accelerate right if if you're looking to if you're looking to a road ahead with a lot of twists and turns it's hard to reach that peak velocity but if the if the road is clear and wide and straight ahead of you and you can just see to the end you really can open up and reach top speed so thank you for your attentiveness on this episode. Really 
digging in and, and starting to learn how to take these principles and put them into place. I am hoping that you will continue to follow this little content mini series I'm taking you guys through. Hoping that it will uh, empower you no matter where you're at right now. If you got time on your hands and uh, you're looking how to make the best of it, this is a great way to do so. So keep plugging in and sharing with a friend. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks.